John Hancock, Sam Adams. Wanna try some of Sam's new beer? You like it? That is really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you just drank from the chamber pot! <laughs> <laughs> Took down here three mugs to figure it out. <laughs> What is that's a white noise generator, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just started recording. We're fine. Okay. Let's play with some of the sounds on Listen, here. Listen, white noise generators seem great, but like why not just do Oh. It's nice and quiet. And it's calm. so gentle. Yeah. All Wait, right. what are these? What are these settings? Okay. All me, right, I'm in. I'm right, in. God excellent, damn it. excellent. All right. So there's a regular old fan. Hit it. See, that's what I like. I just like that sound. Like I'll go to sleep with that. Where's the sound coming from? The bottom of this yeah. thing? I have a like I have a white noise generator at my house. Yeah. Yo, yeah, I have I love how you tried to listen to it even though you're wearing <laughs> noise canceling headphones. I just heard it Shut up. I just heard the smack of it against your ear. Don't tell them. <laughs> oh, there's power. You can turn it up. Awesome. Let's crank it. I mean, I'm sure it, <laughs> I'm sure it sounds lovely. That's the ocean. That's the ocean? That's really? a little wave. That's that doesn't that doesn't sound like the ocean. The A little bit. I'll give you that. It's, it's not super oceany. Yeah. It's ocean adjacent. It's like you sit there and go, yeah, that is definitely a fake ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh. was made in the lab. Mm-mm. Brookstone, you've done it again. <laughs> Clever bastards. Uh, this next one is a storm cloud. Oh. Well, they got the rain right. It sounds like windy. But they all make a huge whoosh, and I realize They're I've got windy. it cranked. We'll turn it down just a little bit. I don't even know if they can hear this. They've got to be able to hear it. I think so. Okay. <laughs> turn it down a little bit. Riveting stuff. Well, guess what? It's our fucking show. And yeah. if they don't like it, they can fuck off. Strap in. There's, this, no, there's only a couple more settings. It's not that bad. This is a cigarette or a flute? Wait. It's, okay. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, so it's just flute playing. Ooh, that's good Reiki music. We just, like, we just get sued for a bunch of different copyright... Got oh shit, it's ain't misbehaving. <laughs> this is so nice. Should just, we leave this on for the whole episode? I feel like we'll fall asleep. Uh, do you ever think about clouds? Like, just how slowly they move? That's water, man. That's water. You <laughs> can learn a lot from clouds. How about that? This is nice. Should we do like a guided meditation that's just like mm. gaslighting basically We're whispered? Gonna, listen, I, I know for a fact that most of the people who listen to this podcast do it while on their commute or while doing some random task. Yeah. So we're going to immediately put them to sleep. All right, listen up, If folks. we do like a... Like, uh, Pretend you're in the mount, You're in the Andes. It's Peru. <laughs> a small child with an alpaca is selling blankets and playing his pan flute at the market square. <laughs> What's this coming over the hill? Oh no, it's the Huns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen to their horses. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking so stupid. That's the dumbest thing ever. But that'd be fantastic. <laughs> that's a great that's a great idea for a skit oh, where it's, it's just uh, a quiet just ah, quiet meditation. Wait, what's that on the horizon? <laughs> Look out! They're coming for the children! Brookstone Relaxation Device Theater. This one's a flame. Bells start going off. Ding, ding. 
Sounds like a rainy fire. It sounds like it's raining on the logs. Yeah. It sounds like you're outside. You're very uncomfortable. You're cold and you're wet. <laughs> Soon it will be day. And I won't have to sit here. <laughs> like you, That sounds like you're, you're by that fire so you don't freeze to death. And you pray to God it doesn't go out. Yeah, and it's getting lower and lower yeah. as the seconds go by. Yeah, but your already, hands are frozen. You've already done that like perimeter where you've gotten all like the sticks and things and you've got a little, you're trying to dry them off. But, yep. you know, those nope. big logs, it's no good. Once your hands freeze, you are not going to be able to fight the wolves and yep. they are coming. Yeah, you are tying broken <laughs> bottle glass to your hands like Liam Neeson in the gray. Just using them like a morning star, just swinging at a bunch of wolves' faces when they come near you. Uh, come on. Uh, I can't I can't do Liam Neeson. No one can. No, it's very it's very dark and deep. I can't I can't get my voice that deep, I don't think. It's a special set of skills. It's just like hard to <laughs> lock into. You're like half Sean Connery there. You got a special set of skills. Yeah. It's smacking a woman in the mouth with an open hand. Great. That's just that's, that's, that's straight stuff. out of his mouth. Yeah. Oh yeah. I watched the interview. I don't condone that. Go look it up. This, this is through. a lightning cloud. Wait a minute. Wait. So there's clouds and lightning. Cloud? We had a cloud with rain coming out of it, or it's a jellyfish, and then we have a cloud with a lightning bolt. So this is thunderstorm. Okay. Oh. It just sounds like someone rollerblading. I was going to say, it sounds like a slow-motion train approaching. It's like trash bags on a windy day at the skate park. Angry, full of pots and pans. Yard sale. Someone (laughs) just fell. Yeah, I don't know. I think the interesting thing about this is you can get a little bit of all of them. You make your own little thing. Look, it's a... You can. It's a rainy, thundery storm with a flute. Look at that. Uh Uh-oh, here comes some thunder. Got to turn on the thunder now. It is on. It just doesn't go. Oh, it's lame. It's like real life. You can't just summon thunder. What are you, X-Men Storm? I think I would like this better if uh, it didn't always have that quiet hum in the background. Like if some of them were just... It's lame. You know, like an in and out sound of thunder. That'd be kind of nice. Okay. You're, you're, you're really not selling me on this Brookstone uh, white noise, which is what we do now in the Skimbone Lounge now. We're just going to review products. Review Sky Mall products? Yeah. It's like we're QVC. We're just like, oh, look at this. Like, if you could see, this thing's been rotating on a pedestal this whole time. You can get one of these for three easy payments of nineteen ninety-five. Wow, just look at that. Now, that's a steal. Look at the front of that. What, what kind of wood would you say that is? You won't find this in a catalog. It is a Brazilian teak. Ooh, see that? Look at mm. the luster. Hand-polished. Yeah. Cruelty-free. Wonderful. What a nice gloss. And now we'll review this personal massager. <laughs> Which is the weirdest way to bill a dildo on Amazon, yeah, I gotta tell you. You're totally not going to use this on your genitals. Wow, look at that. You can get one of these for four easy payments of twenty nine ninety five. A steal, but it does all the right things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Think of the money you'll save on trying to date a human man. Look at the built-in heat sensor. Wow, that is just... It really hits the spot. <laughs> what does that have to do with masturbation? It's not supposed to be. Get your mind out of the gutter. Not this time. Um, supposed to help you get knots out of your back, you perverts. Have you seen my massage gun? No. Oh, man. Don't try to masturbate with that thing. That you thing will bruise you. your coochie. Is it, it like a kneading one, kind of? Like. It's got a bunch of heads, <laughs> and I use the one that gets the knots out, Uh huh. and it just blasts you. You feel like your spine is going to break. At one point, I did an errant over the spine roll, and I was like, well, walking was fun, Yeah. but I, I'll, I'll wow. miss it. I'll sure miss it. <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant at all. No. But it really it really works the knots out, so that's nice. Speaking of pleasant, oh, let's see what these. happens with the little moon. 
There's a moon? Oh, see, that's the best one. Yeah. See, like, I like the sound of crickets. That's kind of nice. And if we turn it up, maybe they can hear it while we talk. This is peaceful. Yeah. It sounds like you're, like, out camping by a fire. You're like, oh, what a, what a lovely night. This is good salad. Crescent moon. <laughs> it's beautiful. You paint such a picture with your words. Yeah. You Let's see what the bird is. Cooking some marshmallows by the fire. What is that? Oh, my God. It's Predator. And then we're being hunted. Oh, my God. Predator is your yeah. father. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. This is so awkward. This is not the family reunion you envisioned when he went out for cigarettes and came back a predator. He's killing my friends. Bent on killing you. They're all just sitting around like, what are you going to do when we get back to town? Whoa, with this long life of mine. Boom. Sweet. Yeah, just dead. Beep, beep, beep. Just step on a predator mine. <laughs> oh, no. I'm never going to make it back to Exposition Square. <laughs> Jerry. Boom. Yeah, dead. Um, okay, let's do the bird. It looks like the Twitter bird. What aviary are you at where it's like that? There's so many birds. I just want a huge condor shriek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. See, the thing I don't like about this is you know it's all programmed in there. Yeah. So why not just add a little variety? It seems lazy on their part, doesn't it? Like, I know you're trying to like put a lot... In this wonderfully compact design. <laughs> so sleek. So sleek. You so can put this in your carry-on. Look at that. Probably goes anywhere with you. That is probably what that's designed for. When no you hear the need for batteries. USB-C connectable. You can plug it right into your car these days. Even into a cigarette lighter. Come on, people. Technology's not hard anymore. And when you're smoking cigarettes out of your Brookstone, make sure they're Lucky Strikes. <laughs> lucky Strikes. They're toasted. Mmm, Winston. <laughs> All right, you want to hear We saved the best for last. Ready? Oh, there's one more? It's just regular fan. It's just a regular fan. And for my money, you do not beat regular fan. Well, yeah. I mean, I have a noise machine myself because I have horrible tinnitus. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I guess it comes with the territory of being a musician. Yeah. And that's just like a lifetime of wearing headphones up a little too loud. Yeah. Um, which is fine. <laughs> you deal with it. Yeah, cochlear implants are only going to get better and more affordable the older we get. I know. I love pancakes too. <laughs> Anyways... Ugh, this thing's fun. Well, yeah, no. So, like, I always have the white the, the white noise on when I sleep. I can't without it. No, me either. And I always do, like, the fan white noise. Yeah. But if I had a fancy one like this, man, I would have gotten, I'd get, uh, like, a way better one than this. Yeah. I, I would like a programmable one so I could mm -hmm. just be like, hey, it's me, Lucy Lou. I'm making dumplings, and I'm just going <laughs> to talk to you about my day. And occasionally she just slips in some, like, <laughs> disturbing rhetoric about, like, eugenics or something. Every now and then she farts. <laughs> Ooh, these are just mm, tasty. These are really greasy onions. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe we can do that. We just got to write to a bunch of different celebrities and be like, hey, can you just, during your day, just talk randomly into this thing and then send it to us? <laughs> it's like a sex thing? Like, Not no, yet. No, 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 it's a sleep thing. But maybe some people use it for sex. We haven't really figured out our market yet. <laughs> it will become a sex thing. Give it time. Everything becomes a sex thing. Yeah. You know what surprises me is how long it took for sex dolls to be a thing. Really? I get that the materials, this was probably the like right to where time. they are now? Because I got bad news for you. I bet you as long as humans have existed, there's been a dude trying to like fuck a bundle of sticks in like the vague shape of a woman. Like, well, and that's what I want to talk about is the, the woman effigy. Yes. <laughs> Great. Like the history of the sex doll. When was the first device 
fashioned to look as close to a woman as possible relative to the materials available. Like a nice curvy piece of driftwood when you're like some kind of Neanderthal living on the beach. I don't know. I'm sure fruit was involved. Um, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't it be? So it brings up an interesting question. The first thing that comes to mind is, uh, is it's called The Master, right? With Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Um, when Joaquin Phoenix is on the beach and he makes the woman out of sand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So based on that, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, somewhere in the B.C., like somewhere there was like a Roman legion, like doing it to make the other guys laugh. Just like, ha ha, something in Latin. I wish I knew Latin. But does that count? Or are we thinking about like only Ernest tries? I think we're only thinking about someone who like really made a conscious effort to be like, I want to have sex with a lady, but I, I, I don't have the ability. The first incels is what we're looking for. I can't fuck a lady. So I will fashion a lady that has to fuck me. Well, I mean, to get real weird about it for a little bit, you know, not that it already is. Okay. Well, look at like most of history was sort of, uh, I mean, incredibly male dominated. So they didn't really have to make, you know, it wasn't really, you know. Well, I see what you're getting at. You get what I see what I'm Uh getting at? I'm not trying to be awful about it. but No, you're correct. So maybe like a real earnest, like the first... Lady bag was like probably like maybe 17, 1800s. Although I bet you there was some perverts during the Renaissance. Oh, 100%. I don't, I, yeah. I they mean, didn't find all of Da Vinci's lost books. <laughs> you have olive oil and a horse. You've got yourself a Saturday night. Somewhere there's just a really dirty Da Vinci book just like buried in a, a chest somewhere. It's just his Kama Sutra. He's just putting his balls in a lady. Yeah. Just a bunch of, wow, these designs are incredible. This would have set the sex industries ahead by decades. He was a genius. <laughs> um, if you use this for the lining. Wow, fine silk, incredible. The lady bag. <laughs> Just that right next to that like corkscrew looking flying machine. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get into that while you have sex with it. <laughs> The wind just propels you up and down. It's a conspiracy. Look at the designs from this angle. Oh, my God. It's just a sex swing with a helicopter That's why it never worked, because nobody was fucking it. Uh, This is our Da Vinci code. It's going to get just panned by reviewers. The Da Vinci bro code. (laughs) It's just the worst thing you've ever seen. It's just him figuring out new ways to get beer in your system and making weird (laughs) sex toys. (laughs) Everyone comes out. I hated it. Like, not in a fun way. Not in a like, oh, it was like the room or something. No, I hated it. I couldn't bring myself to walk out, but I definitely had that urge. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. I think that'd be a nice place to go. Um, so you remember how I told you I had a bit? I mean, yeah, I recall. Well. I lied. <laughs> surprise. The Brookstone was not the bit. Well, of course it wasn't. That was a pre-bit that wasn't planned. I know. That was fun. Yeah. Was very exciting stuff. Well, I'm sure everyone loved it. <laughs> I think so. It's like we find out three of our viewers died on the road when we put them to sleep. Turns out a lot of forklift operators listen to yeah. this show. And well, apparently screaming about predators. Very calming. To <laughs> Black some Friday for those boys. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe we should do a skimbo soundboard either. OK, I think we should do both these things. We should get a soundboard that we can fuck around with. But then we should also make one of our quotes for our listeners to use like in public. I mean, I I like our listeners enough where I don't want to subject them to the things that we would have them say. Well, no, you could just walk up and be like, and the barista's like, did you have the half-calf latte? And you just hit your phone and goes, not this time. 
Oh, that'd be fantastic. Look how handy that would be. Yeah, I'm sure people would use that all the time. Well, yeah, our fucking troglodyte, <laughs> introvert. Yeah, that sounds great, man. Cave dweller, incel listener base, which is all ladies. I mean, like, think about it. They don't like talking to other people. We're giving them an out. Mm. Here, we'll let us do the talking for you. Yeah, we got It's got to be a big soundboard. Yeah, it's got to have one for every occasion. It needs to be highly intuitive. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the yeses and the noes are just Jonathan Frakes, but yeah. you've got so much else to work. Like, there's so much else you got to figure out. I know. It's so, a, a Skimbo app, I think, is the next frontier for us. The Skimbo app. So the Skimbo Lounge is with you 24-7, whether you like it or not. The push notifications alone will make you want to kill yourself. Yeah. What, what, is, what does the app do? Like, send you push notifications. <laughs> not a goddamn thing if you open it. <laughs> All it does is send you push notifications. You open it up, it just plays a random part of a random episode. And, and not all of it. It just does that. And then it just cuts out at the end with our music. You go, what was the point of that? And it closes itself. It just randomly turns your phone speakers on and blasts porn sound. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're great. Oh, you're at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just the push notifications from this awesome app I can't delete for some reason. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like that'll enrich your life? You came around on the idea, didn't you? I mean, I think that deep down we're trying to tell all of our listeners to not care as much about the world outside. So maybe this will help them. It's yeah. just if every now and then their phone, you know, harasses the people around them. Yeah. To thine own self be true. And if you don't care how other people think about <laughs> you, then why not incorporate us into your life more? I'm just trying to think of things that it would yell, bomb, bomb. <laughs> this <laughs> guy's got a gun. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, <sighs> not this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great thought of like someone who's like, uh, like a, like in a back of house, like at a line cook listening to this. And then someone yelled, like gets yelled at out of context. Everyone freaks the fuck out and the place gets cleared. I, that's the dream I have. Just keeping people on their toes. We're, we've gotten awfully soft, and this app seeks to rectify that. Yeah. Flight or fl fight or flight, 24-7. Just got to think about all the horrible things. If you can think about the horrible things that our app would say to you through push notifications. Submit some ideas, yeah. and we'll, we'll perform them on the show to be used as soundbites. You guys are so good at emailing us. Well, and that well. is pursuant to my bit. But the first thing I wanted to say was we should 100% get our own soundboard so we can program in like Jonathan Frakes. Oh, of course. Or like Drew Carey like farting so hard that he rips his pants. Yeah, like, it's fairly easy to do. Yeah. Oh, and you know what finally came in? My stimulus money. You got your stimmy. I got one of them. Okay. It just showed up in my account, which is confusing because when it was, you know, the year before and everybody started getting their stimulus payments, they sent me a check. It's so that it could say, this came from Trump, and uh, it took him this long to figure out how to get it to direct deposit to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Because I got a letter months ago that was like, hey, guess what? You qualify, buddy. You're one of the lucky everyone who gets the stimulus. We're going to send it to you. And I was like, why didn't you just send it with the letter? Yeah. But I never got that one because that was like the $700, whatever it was. I, I don't even know anymore at this point. No. Handing out like candy. Uh, but yeah, so some money came from the good old IRS. They're going to take it back later. Well, but uh, so yeah, maybe we should buy a soundboard. Sounds like the soundboard's on Rory. <laughs> Rolling in those Trump bucks. Fuck you. Mega this, bucks Fitzgerald. This lovely soundboard. It'd be kind of cool. Four easy payments of 29 
49.47. Yeah, that's right. 29.47. It's specific, but it's for a specific reason. It's worth it. And that reason is because, fuck you. <laughs> the bean counters have a numbers fetish. <laughs> um, so, so the bit. Go on. We asked for people to reach out. Yes. Listen to the show and then engage with us, right? Usually we do that, yeah. So friend of the pod, Andy, who uh-huh. also performs under the name DJ Grundle Thunder. Yes. Uh, as we all Great know. Great show. As we Fantastic all know. show. Yep. Um, obscene, sexually obscene, but really entertaining and, and technically excellent. Blinded my left eye with a laser. <laughs> he blinded my left eye with something else. With but love. I won't say it on the <laughs> show. Have mercy. What were you saying? But yeah, so he reached out. He reached out, and he said that he actually really liked listening to us talk about um, like inside baseball with theater. Oh, really? He liked little backstage stories and like talking about the process and stuff. Oh, sure. So I would assume, I, I got no other feedback in this direction, but I would assume that would interest people. I mean, we know it interests one person, and that's enough for us to ramble for like 40 to 50 minutes about something. This is Andy's episode. I might call the episode Andy's episode. Andy's episode. Well, he's probably like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I got your... After we outed him as his DJ, I mean, he wears a mask while he's doing this, sort of like, uh, what's the mouse? Dead guy? mouse. Dead mouse. Yeah, but it's just a huge light up ass. That <laughs> 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 does little smoke machine boots every now and then. I would go to every show. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that was great. Strictly dubstep, though, Rory. Come on. Yeah. Getting all excited about that. It's all farts hard remixed into dub. <laughs> Everyone just loses themselves on the dance floor. That's good shit. It's my number one hit. Hit the top 40 in Europe. <laughs> it's called Taco Bell for lunch. Yeah. Um, um, I, I wish I knew more to talk about, though. Ooh, I thought of something that involved oh, yeah. both of us that we could get us started. Okay. I'm thinking about shows we did together, and the first one that comes to mind, obviously, Jesus, is Awe Wilderness. Oh, God. At the famous Unadilla Theater. The Unadilla Theater was the kind of place that, to set, I mean, really to set the scene, it was the kind of place you drove by and went, there should be cows out there. There were. In the field. Oh, there were, right. They were frequently in the Damn parking it. lot. Damn it, you're right. You'd park next to one. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Don't you fucking scratch my car, you dumb animal. It's been a long time, but it's out in the middle of, where? where is it? Cabot? Calais. Oh, Calais. Calais. <laughs> out in Calais, Vermont. And uh, you drive by, it's a big old barn. That these people have fitted out to be a theater. And it's actually kind of cool in that sense. Like, it's just a bunch of seats. And then you realize how much they're charging for people to come and sit in those seats. Well, the place is a scam. And the building itself is a fire trap. Yeah. It is not up to any kind of code. There was A quote was, (laughs) the guy that runs it, and I guess if, I already said the name of the theater, so you could just Google it and find out who runs it. Yeah. But the guy who runs it, the famous quote about him is, it's, if it's a two-screw job, he'll do it in one. And, like, literally pieces of this pa- place were just, like, held up with plaster and paper mache and logs leaned against shit. Yeah. It was pretty slapdash stuff. Well, I mean, before he did that, my my dad or what, I can't remember who it was. I think it was my, my dad who was telling me this story about how he used to give, like, boat tours in Florida to people. And they were, like, real <laughs> sketchy and weird. and like. Oh, he had another scam, you don't say? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was. But I remember being like, yeah, no, that, that tracks, though, when you meet these people. But ah, wilderness. I remember <laughs> when you were like, hey, man, do you, like, because you asked me. I, I'm pretty sure. I did. And uh, I had worked with one of these gentlemen as my director in in high school. Oh, yeah. So... 
I was like, okay, you know, fuck it. I'll come and work with some of these people. And some of them were people I'd known from high school as well. It wasn't just you. And uh, you had a significant role. And I was just this asshole in two scenes uh, where I played two different characters. And I had like bit line. It was the easiest fucking thing in the world to learn. And uh, I remember I went to one rehearsal. And then they were like, okay, the next one's a show. And I was like, <laughs> what? What's going on? Jesus Christ. Because I wasn't used to that at all. They're like, it's cool. We're going to do so many shows. You'll figure it out by like the sixth or seventh. And I was just like, okay. And there you go and you're in. Again, this place is a scam. So yeah. all you had to do was stand on the stage and make noises. And that's all that mattered. Oh, get yeah. the people through the door. Get the money. No refunds. Make a noise for an hour and a half. Go home. Yeah. And oh, yeah. All of the people who are acting there know each other, and they don't want to get to know you. And they're all old as shit. Yeah. Or one of the performer's children. Yes, basically. Uh, God, what else? It's, it was so strange because when you walked backstage, it was like you were in someone's home. Yes. You would, you would be out front, and again, this is a barn theater where like the seats, like if you thought of like an old stereotype of like a barn theater... And what the seats look like, all patch quilted together, that's what they were. <laughs> it yeah. was fucking incredible, in a way. Uh, just, like, to this day, like, I think about that theater, I laugh, and I was like, when you smack your hand down, they're musty. <laughs> just, like, kind of almost nostalgic for that, like, because it reminds me of my grandparents who had a farm and had a barn. Obviously, it wasn't a theater, but it had the same amount of must. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was just like costumes that they didn't put in bins; they just hung up in perpetuity. Yeah, they just stayed so there. So they became stale and disgusting, and mice would shit in the Moth-y pockets of a jaunty vest. Yeah, it was yeah mothy, and the whole thing was just it looks like um like if you looked at like Jim Jones Compound, where the cult comes and listens to Daddy Daddy Cult. Do his little speech about, like, what's, <laughs> kind of, yeah. what's our lesson for the day? Like, General Patton in front of a flat back wall. Yeah. Just this massive, flat, uninteresting stage. And, and, and I kind of like the set for a certain part, like, but it wasn't, again, it was lazy as fuck. Well, that show had a set. The way I got into Unadilla was I started doing the Gilbert and Sullivans there. No. The flowers that bloom in the spring, tra-la. No. Yeah. I did a bunch of those. And Pass. how those were run is... They would rent a backdrop that was up the entire <laughs> show. There was no furniture. There were no props. Everything was oh. mine. You got, I think I had a plastic flower in the show where I played a sissy poet. I, I had to walk around and sniff my flower and talk about how beautiful I am. Wow. When I'm like 60 pounds overweight and That's sausage casing bursting out of a powder blue outfit my biggest regret was not being there to see any of this dude i, I had a wish. perm i had a fucking perm i wish it was out of control all the weirdest times were like in college when they'd be like yep you're gonna cut your hair for this don't worry it's only a couple days and you're like wow this fucking sucks yeah nightmare fuel yeah nightmare like, fuel. well i'm in an oscar wilde play for the next couple of days this is great my freshman year of college and i'm making all these friends <laughs> off you go madam do you enjoy my handsome side part yeah. Oh, goodness, I've gotten some jam in my cravat. Uh, but so, Unadilla. Yeah, so, I mean, sorry. The, no, this was my way in was doing the musicals. And then from there, they were like, oh, okay, well, 
you're capable. You have stage presence. You're stupid enough to drive here and do whatever we ask for you. For free. For free. By the way, that's what we also need to mention is for this was free. done for free. And it is, like we talked about last week, when you do a show, it will run, let's just say something like the Flynn in Burlington. They uh-huh. rehearse for a really long time. Usually it's like a six-week rehearsal and then however long your run is, and it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two shows, Sunday. Yeah. Something like that. Like, that's a typical schedule. Unadilla yeah. locks you up from June to August, your entire summer, yes. and throws random dates at the wall like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And now here's the fun thing about it. They're charging like 25 30 bucks a seat. I mean, I'm sure they're charging more now, but this was, oh God, what year did we do that? It's been uh, many. It's almost been a decade. 2007, 2008, yeah. 9, 10, somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's it's been many a year and so they've definitely upped their prices but how long of the trip was like maybe like 40 minutes to get out there yeah something like that on dirt road so you're beating up your car and you're using a lot of gas to get there and back every time it happens sometimes you know several days in a row is your week three or four times a week but like wednesday and thursday and then not again until sunday and then two on tuesday so i went up to the guy we'll call him bill and uh (laughs) you know bill i was like hey listen uh, I love doing the show. This is a lot of fun. I know I'm not a big part. Um, would there be any way for me to just get the sale of like a ticket just to pay for the gas every week when we come out? Just like because gas wasn't crazy at the time. So, but we were kids and we were kids. Yeah. I was like, I'll just take 25 bucks for gas. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do it because uh, if I did it for you, I'd have to do it for everybody else. And uh, I was just like, yeah, but not everybody else is asking, you know, and a lot of these people live around yeah, here. These idiots live in Cabot and shit. Yeah, They're they, right there. They live right around the corner. Uh, so he just wouldn't do it for us. And so at that point we were kind of like, okay, I don't give as much of a shit about this. And again, this was the kind of place where every day when we would roll in, we would roll into the parking lot blasting acacia strain out of the back of my, like my shitty 1984 BMW that I inherited from my grandfather, um, that I put like 30 or $40 worth of Walmart speakers into the back of and wired them up. And it was loud that fucker was loud well and car bomb was the yeah. song we used to roll and into. we would roll into car bomb so if you want to look up car bomb by acacia strain i think there's four words out there this is true crime yeah i think that's yep i think those are the only words in the entire song great song and we would roll into that and i would dump in there so hard sometimes that i would like get home and be like oh i took some of their lawn with me <laughs> yep <laughs> you'd frequently find it in the grills correct yep. And uh, we would like we would see like a bus full of elderly senior citizens hopping off to come to the show, and we'd just come in, boom, boom, ba, 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 yeah, and then we'd get out, and then they'd see us on stage, <laughs> in pantaloons, <laughs> and so that was kind of fun. Uh, and then there'd be the days when it wouldn't be a bus full of people that would show up; it'd be one. Maybe two people would show talk, up. Talk about this day, Roy. And so this happened to us one day. And I'm pretty sure like one time we let it go. We were like, whatever. It's like, oh, there's like five people in the audience. And that's okay because sometimes it's the full, the whole place is full. And that's, you know, that's actually true, the, play, the way it went. But one day there's like two people in the audience. And the whole crew gets together and goes, okay, guys. So we should probably take a vote whether we want to put the show on or give these guys vouchers and have them come back another day. And everybody voted. Oh, yeah, except we didn't get a vote. Correct. We didn't get a vote, and all the other people who were considered the youths didn't get a vote. And uh, Well, some of us acted like we got a vote. We'll yeah. call her Lauren. Yeah, <laughs> just picking names out of the wind. Yeah. Um, 
But so, yeah, we end up doing the show. We don't get a say, and we're going, okay, well, me and Koch have done several shows together at this point. Uh, we're, you know, we easily know how to banter back and forth. Why don't we do some improv? And why don't we maybe not tell the other people on stage that we're going to do it? And we just start fucking with the show. And the people on stage included my ex-girlfriend, who hated my guts. Just <laughs> fair. I was yeah. a little bastard. Yeah, well, we listen, We this was... I look back in this and I go, this was not okay. Not at all. None of what this we did. This was the most disrespectful, unprofessional shit we've ever done. Oh, yeah. In front of two people and the rest of the cast. In many ways, it was the genesis of the entire ethos of the Skimbo Lounge, which is just fuck with everybody. Yeah, a little bit. Which is cool. It's our origin story, and now you know. But I rem- So, like, the, like just the thrust of the story is there's a scene where my character goes into a bar and gets loaded. Yes. Gets into a... F- your ca- he starts, like, mouthing off to your character, who's, like, a huckster. Yeah. And there's some, like, floozy in there. That was my ex-girlfriend. You were the huckster. Yes. I'm the drunk guy. There was this other guy that played the bartender who, like, beats me up and kicks me out. Mm-hmm. And... There might have been someone else. I don't know. I think it might have just been the four of us. I think it was just the four of us, yeah. And, and one we, guy's the bartender, and he did not know what to do. We just ran roughshod over this. It's supposed to be like a seven-minute scene. We made it like 18 minutes long. We just dragged that shit. <laughs> we had a slap fight on stage. We had a slap fight, like a Peter Griffin and the chicken-style slap fight, an extended one. Go read Our Wilderness and tell me where the slap fight is. We Actually, also you might be able to tell. You might be able to know it's... You know, it might have been appropriate. Yeah. I mean, these people were effete, you know, <laughs> but this was written for cream puff. So I don't not, know what to tell you. It was such a mean thing to do. Well, and then there was I, I ripped off a direct line from I think it's Chappelle's show and I, I modified it. Stickball. You're just upset because I whipped your ass in a game of stickball. And then we slapped each other. Yes. Yeah. And it was, I, yeah. it was just like 18 minutes of pandemonium. Uh-huh. And it's fun because you can tell like they didn't know what to do because they never said a fucking word. <laughs> they were all just frozen in terror. Yeah. Well, you also did it later to uh, Lauren in your scene with just her. Yes. That was her only scene. Now, for a little backstory, <laughs> she was what I would consider my nemesis at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not professionally, but she just happened to be around doing theater and kind of took it the opposite way that we did. <laughs> pretty much. Perhaps. Pretty much. I don't want to be unkind, but what we had in like natural ability and total disrespect, <laughs> she had to work for what she got. Sure. And I respect her for that now that I'm older. Because at the time, I pretty much just like did it, found her extremely annoying and just decided to fuck with her. Well, because she and was pretentious. Let's be honest, though. She was pretentious, uh, and I bullied her. What was the name of the... It was Eugene O'Neill who wrote that, right? Correct. She had said to us, and she was like, listen, what would you have done if Eugene O'Neill had been sitting in the audience? And I was like, isn't Eugene O'Neill dead? Yeah, I was like, I would soil myself in terror (laughs) if he was sitting in the audience. I was like, he's not in the audience, though. He'd be a very dead man. I'm pretty sure I told her not to speak on his behalf, and she didn't know what to say. She was mad. Yeah, I think she was very And then we went and did our scene. Where you kiss her. Exactly. And I go off on some crazy tangent. This is her only scene. It's at the end of the show. She has to wait literally until act four. (laughs) So she's kind of watching the whole show, too, like from the wing. 
and she's just waiting to get on and, and she's do her duty. She's a good utility player. She's like she's there to show up and do the work. Respect. And she's fuming at but you. But at the time, yes, I did not respect it. She's <laughs> pissed. She got the bitch lights going all up and down me during the scene. Yep. But she's trying to keep it together and be professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I basically eliminated her ability to say her lines and then went to the end of the scene. And it's like, oh, well, Uh we have to kiss and get out of this. Yeah. (laughs) So went in for the kiss. She bit me so fucking hard that it drew blood. The inside of my lower lip, she just fucking just gave me a fucking Boston Terrier nip that I 100 percent deserved. Yeah. And I admit that 100 percent deserved. Had I had it coming. Which is so fucking brutal. Oh, uh, it's, I just like, because all my lines were like questions where I'm like, where the hell do you think you got off, chick? And she's just like, oh, well. Listen, the worst whatever. fucking thing in the world is when you're on stage with like four other people and somebody jumps a page and everyone stands around knowing it happened and wondering if they need to go back and do what wasn't said yeah. or whether they need to keep fucking going. And I've been on stage for both of those and it is Awesome. Yeah, when there's no like, good way to get out of that bucket <laughs> no. of syrup. Well, so random tangent. I was in uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream while you were doing uh, Rocky Horror. Yes, and I was on stage with actually Lauren was one of the people on stage with me, and also three other numbskulls <laughs> who did not give a fuck. Were the kind of people who were reading the script before they went on stage to make sure they knew what they were going to say because they never actually really memorized the script. Scary kind of stuff when you're sitting there being like, I have to act with this person out on stage, and they're sitting there looking at the script while you're about to go on in front of an audience. It's fucked up. It's a fucked up thing to deal with. Yes. And so I got lucky because there's four of them on stage, and there's me hiding behind a rock because I'm Oberon, and Puck is hiding behind another rock. And these four dipshit are just going in circles because they've got like (laughs) six pages of dialogue, and it's Shakespeare, and they're not getting it right. And it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, Shakespeare's already confusing. So when it doesn't make sense, you really fucking know it. And again, we're also assholes. So some of the characters were hiding quarters and shiny things on the stage so it would distract one of the actors who was easily distracted by those sort of things and asked us not to do that. So we did it. Um, and so they get off fucking stage. And it's the scene where afterwards I go, what hast thou done? Yes. And it was the funniest line of fucking ever. It was so happy because none of it made any sense. And the audience was confused as fuck. And I think they laughed, as I recall, because I did pr- ended up doing props for Midsummer because yeah. I just wanted to be around. Um, as I recall, that got a huge pop from the audience that night. Because it made no fun. It was the worst. Dude. It just broke the tension. Yeah. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. And this is such a great show because uh, it's all these same people doing like the rude mechanicals later. And they're just awful. And so I'm sitting there at the back of the audience at the end because my director was an asshole who decided to make the last moment me walking through giving my speech before the end of the show. And so I'm sitting in the back watching them do all of the rest of the shit that resolves the show and just <laughs> laughing my fucking ass off because it's awful. It's awful and it's deadpan and it's awkward and it makes no fucking sense. The casting decisions were completely baffling. We don't need to litigate those because nobody knows who we're talking about. No. But you and I know that was fucking baffling. He chose the least experienced, most wooden motherfuckers and put them up in the four romantic leads in the show. <laughs> it was so good. 
it was so good to watch. It's like a great story now, but it's one of those things where you're sitting there being like, when I'm off stage, I'm in the back playing Super Smash Brothers Melee, waiting for one of the <laughs> stage managers to go, Jesus Christ, Rory, you're up in 10 seconds. And I go, somebody take the controller, and I just walk on stage and do my fucking thing. And it was just, just <laughs> did not give just, a shit. JJ, save me a waffle, man. <laughs> How now, proud Titania? <laughs> just I totally should have. <laughs> well, just made him a surfer. Keanu over. Oh, what hast thou done? Well, it was such an awful show because, like, that was the show where I'm in like big. I'm in tights. I'm the king of the fairies. Yeah, while like, you're playing lacrosse, I'm yeah, sure that went while down. While I'm playing smooth. lacrosse, and it gets around, so I'm just getting called king of the fairies. And when I like, I remember the first night of that show. I walked on stage and I heard this like laughter from the certain section of the audience. I look over and it's all of these assholes sitting there watching. And luckily the show starts with me yelling at Titania, who's played by your ex-girlfriend. A lot of fun. So I just sat there and went fucking off. And uh, they all left like after the first or second like act. Like, I don't know. Like they left pretty early on. And then later the guy was just like, hey, man, you know, I was like, all right, give it to me. Fucking whatever you're going to say, man. Like, just go ahead and get it all out. Uh, I know you left, like we saw that you left and shit. And he's like, no, he's like, the f- like we didn't know what the fuck was going on. You were all right, though. And you just walked off, and that was it. That's the best you can hope for. That was the best you can hope for. Can I sidebar with that? Yeah. You're talking about my ex-girlfriend playing Titania. Yes. I am not trying to be untoward, mm-hmm. but she was stacked. <laughs> did you, did you, it's relevant, it's relevant to a darker point. Did you ever notice how every single role she was in, her tits were just out? Okay. She was 15, 16, yes. and 17 years old with her tits just crammed okay. up the top of a fucking turtleneck coming out. Now, one of the shows that I regret not going for in high school was the show called Lend Me a Tenor. Mm-hmm. Because Lend Me a Tenor is fucking hilarious. It's very funny. Uh, I won't get into it. It's a very, very convoluted plot. But she was in that show. And there's a scene where she mistakes one character as another character and they make love in a bed. And they do a silhouette. And it doesn't matter because you can see everything. Yeah. And she's wearing very scantily clad shit. I remember being in the audience being, Jesus Christ, Miss G, which was <laughs> the name of our, uh, uh, our director. And, oh, my God. And so, yeah, everything she did, absolutely. I did notice that. But why did, pe- why did adults think that was okay? Because it was a different time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just the worst fucking answer. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Why was it appropriate for high school students to do the Mikado? We did the Mikado. And if you've ever seen, like, Gilbert and Sullivan were horrible fucking racists. And when you watch the Mikado, you know full on that it is, (laughs) like, that's true. Goddamn doily cart opera motherfuckers. Yeah, built on blood money. Yeah. Not really, but... I remember... After I auditioned and I got the fucking lead, I went and watched it because I'd never seen the Mikado. I just auditioned because it was what my friends were doing. And finally, my voice had stopped cracking. (laughs) Oh, thank God. So I could sing again and I didn't sound like shit. And I felt more confident. Like I had done really no theater up until that point, except I did like a Christmas carol, which was easier than shit. Um, And so... I watched it with the rest of the cast, and the first N-bomb, I was like, we're doing this? We're doing this show? Yeah. And, and the director was like, we're editing the show heavily, obviously. Um, there's a lot of things you cannot do. 
And well, you probably shouldn't do the whole show because somewhere floating out there is you and me and a whole bunch of other assholes painted up like geishas. Yes, yes, this is true. With the fucking gobs of makeup and the samurai buns and Doing tableau and not to be outdone the the professor professor miss g was like well we took out the racist words but let's double down on the racist <laughs> gestures and i'm gonna do it purely for academia oh god every time someone said the word mikado we all had to affect buck teeth bow and go oh mikado yeah that happened yeah pretty Mm-hmm. Fucking bad, man. Yeah, pretty bad. That was my favorite part about my role is because I played the Mikado's son. So you were disrespectful as fuck. Well, I was not only disrespectful as fuck, I played it confused. Like, I was like, yeah. I don't understand why you're all doing this. I don't know what this is. And so I didn't ever have to do it or say it. So it was great. Good for you. Thank God I escaped it. I was only a part of it. Well, guess what else you got to do, motherfucker? <laughs> Another show we were in together, The Foreigner. You guys, oh, yeah. Rory played a fucking Klansman. I did. I very much did. I played Owen Musser. And I don't know why he didn't have me shave my head into a mullet. Yeah. I look back on it, and I really wish I'd committed and done like a really awesome 80s-style curly-ass curly mullet. Because you had long fucking hair Oh, at yeah. That point. I had wicked long hair. Um, and yeah, he because uh, the, the foreigner is about this guy from Britain who does not want to talk to anybody. He's like so catatonically anxious that he just cannot fucking speak to anybody. He just caught his wife fucking another guy. So oh, he's right. All, yeah. He's all bummed. And so he just wants to go like to uh, like a quiet place and be by himself. And he ends up in this house full of crazy motherfuckers who don't ever leave him alone because it's explained that he doesn't understand English and he can't speak English. So everybody comes to him and tells them all their problems, and he gets involved in this really weird way. Um, and I play this guy who he ends up making a fool of several times um, as he gets his confidence, and I happen to be with the clan. So I don't take well to the foreigner. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. It's pretty dope. My greatest, my single greatest regret about that show is that I did not get some Polaroids of you in the clan robes. Oh, God. Thank God. I would, can you imagine the uh, chaos I would have wreaked by now? Yes. I would have bullied you into killing yourself. Let's be honest. <laughs> somewhere that's on tape somewhere we need to find and destroy them. Because I remember one of your lines was... I'll never uh, get that Senate vote. <laughs> Senator Rory. <laughs> it was as you were leaving, you said something like, y'all are fixing to meet the clan. Yeah. Oh, Wish yeah. I could get that clip of you. Oh, jeez. Just take it way out of context. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we need to do our best to make it seem like this isn't happening on a stage <laughs> in front of an audience. Yeah. Just cut to a bunch of like uh, fucking... But again, a show that was a bunch of white kids <laughs> on stage uh, with clan uniforms and guns and knives. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Pretty great. After, again, the Mikado. And, like, again, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream and Lend Me a Tenor. Go check it out. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is um, awesome. It's saucy to make high schoolers do. Yes. So that's, you know, I, I wonder what they're doing now. Who? Uh, the our, our old high school. Probably oh. nothing. COVID. Yeah, who fucking knows? They're probably, like, sit in a room and stare at a wall COVID for COVID theater. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because we've known several people that have trying to, like, take the rank. They miss it so much that it seemed such a rich opportunity to go be the new director that a bunch yeah. of them did it and none of them lasted, including Nemesis of the Pod, Lauren, mm -hmm. who I hold nothing against right now. If this does get back to her, Lauren, it's nothing personal now. I could admit that I was an asshole, too, as long as you can, too. Oh. We'll leave it at that. Oh, well.
I regret nothing. And once no. she cops to it, I'm going to take it back. <laughs> Great. You are the jerk, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you building bridges again. So no. proud of you. I'm really growing as a person. Well, you know what's funny you say that so many people have tried? Because I applied for that position. And they were like, no. Like, they just... They we remember you. They didn't even give me... Uh, <laughs> maybe. They didn't even give me, uh, like, an interview. Um, I went down and handed my uh, resume in personally. And, um, yeah. And uh, I knew at the time one of the kids because he, she was uh, a friend of mine's sister. And so I'd be over there hanging out. And uh, she was like, are you applying for that job? I was like, yeah. And she was like, it was weird because weeks later, she's like, I brought it up. Like, I brought it up to the guy who makes the decision. I brought it up. And he was like, no. He had your resume right there. He just didn't. And I think it had to do with the fact that I was just out of college my age. Respective so. of the kids. Which is fucked up considering some of the people they fucking hired in the past. Uh, yeah. So, and, and we'll leave it at that. Cause yeah. Yeah. That legitimately could have legal repercussions for certain people. Yes. So Truth. we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, so it's a crazy uh, it's a crazy thing. It, was, it bummed me out. But at the same time, I knew I was going to do something fucking weird yeah. that they were not going to enjoy. So that's, you know. You just do shopping and fucking where it ends with a guy being sodomized with a knife? Well, probably not that one. I was going to do Zoo Story, though, which ends with a guy getting stabbed. Yeah, see? So we've got similar themes yeah. here. It's just two people on stage the entire time. And I was going to make it so it incorporated all the other kids where they switch out and they're wearing the same thing so they can take breaks because there's like three page monologues. The other creative thing you told me was that you were going to have people when they weren't being the main two yeah. walking around as like hot dog vendors and shit. In yeah, the park. like shit in the background. Yeah, there's other good. things going on. That's good. And then you also have the thing where you can you can do it where the one guy's doing a long monologue and he's sitting there talking about things that are actions. And then you have two other people on the other side acting it out and mouthing the words that he says when they're parts come up and stuff mm -hmm. and uh, it would have been a really weird play and they never would have let me do it but it would have been awesome no yeah no fucking way i mean there was a there was a legitimate huge uproar in the community when another guy that we know who took over as the director for a while did romeo and juliet and cast romeo as a girl he was the guy who got it when they turned me down oh okay. that was the same year that's in the timeline yes okay. he was there for like two weeks yeah, so older guy, gay gentleman, super nice, great dude, and he wanted to do like a, a queer Romeo and Juliet yep. and have two women play the roles. Was and it that a West Side Story? And the community fucking freaked out. Was it that or West Side Story? No, West Side Story. They kept their heteronormative I cast. See. Ah, okay. My father was in that. <laughs> of course he was. He played. Of course he was. I think he played Doc, who's like a ice cream shop owner, a cook or some <laughs> shit. So I just remember they put him in a greasy white shirt and everyone was like, wow, you distressed that really well. And he goes, oh, yeah, this isn't Dijon. Like, <laughs> I worked really hard on this. <laughs> I saw your dad when I lit. I, um, I helped. Not the, I didn't do the lighting design or anything, but I did the hang and I did the light board op on La Traviata. And that was it's this weird little opera. Um, and for like Barry, like they have all like the translation up above. And so people can follow along. And. It, the lighting designer was the meanest person in the world. She was so mean and so hurtful, um, but also taught me a lot about that light board that I didn't know because I was like, no, I just, they just brought me in for this job. I helped with the hang and, you know, um, what a crazy eye that woman had. But anyways, I digress. The lighting call happens where they have everybody kind of running through all the different, um, uh, what do you call them? All the different cues, all the different lighting cues. Yeah, so we're doing the cue to cue run through here. And... 
all of the actors are coming in and they're all, you know, just doing like little bits of their thing and then they're moving on. And at one point, and I'm sitting here at the light board in the audience where we've set it up because it's closer and it's easier. And then in front of me are, is a couple other people. And then right behind me is the director and the stage manager. And so I'm hearing all of them talk their little notes. It's actually kind of interesting. The guy who seemed like he was kind of an interesting dude. And uh, your dad comes out. <laughs> and he's wearing white. All he's white. He's wearing an all white. Sh- like he's just wearing the most glaringly white. And he does his little part. <clears throat> and... I hear the director go, well, at first I hear the lighting designer go, what the fuck is this guy doing? You don't wear white to a, to a call like this. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to know if he, like, and uh, <laughs> the director goes, who is this man? He needs to do this again. And he goes, oh, and he comes off and he comes off like a blue sweatshirt or something. It was awesome. It's a big time cardinal sin. You do not wear white to Q to Q. No. I have showed up hung over to Q to Q. Yeah. And I stand there with aviators on in my fucking costume all the same and I yep. don't move a muscle because I'll puke, but it gets mistaken <laughs> for professionalism <laughs> yeah. and that's what's important. Yep. I mean, don't be wrong. I've messed up. Like I've, I've gone and not worn my blacks one night, mm-hmm. you know, like I've done that kind of backstage mistake. I wasn't backstage. I was in the back of house, but still they want you to wear your blacks. Correct. Um, so I've, I've made those mistakes, but I've never done something like that. Yeah, you know, real real special stuff. There's the little things you learn, I guess. Or you don't. You don't care. No, you, you don't, don't learn. Think about you it. don't learn anything from it. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of more, like, hilarious stories about my dad in theater now. <laughs> he was in La Cage Faux, which, <laughs> for the uninformed, is the play that The Birdcage was based on with Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. What was he doing in that? He was the Gene Hackman character. Okay. And they that have to is, smuggle him out of the Copacabana at the end in drag. That is perfect fucking casting. It, I've never wanted to see your dad in a part more than that. That's it, incredible. I have to be, say, props where props are due, it was legitimately spot on casting. Wow, that is great. He just had to play a conservative politician. How old were you when this happened? don't know i probably was in college or grad school i could have come back to see that god damn it i was in college because um downtown hannah brown was the young ingenue oh no like see yeah now i really wish i had seen that yeah you do she yeah you do she was tremendous in it um that's a bummer and my dad's buddy this guy mark he is not incredible the mark the mark dude wow the mark (laughs) Noted alcoholic and impresario, Mark. Mark. <laughs> super nice guy, super talented, but he makes Mitchell look like goddamn a prohibitionist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out to Mitch. Yeah. Probably the only person who could take Mitch down in the game of drink. Now this I also want to see. Andre Hogan. I would really like to see that. That be We could do it in a ring somewhere. That's right. Fill out the cheap seats for that one. What do you call it? Because you got like rage in a cage. So, like, what would be the alcohol pun? Mitch in a ditch. Wait, that's just him, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that was just driving here. Yeah, no. Um, what would what would the gimmick gotta watch be? out on those back roads. Um, I'm, I'm thinking booze, the liquor. drunk tank, and like it's just the two of them in a tank full of beer. Who finishes first? Shank in a tank, and it's just like there's yeah. one knife there, and you have to get to it first and <laughs> knife your opponent. First, you have to do the hundred beers war alone. And then when you're done, you have to kill the other opponent and drink their blood. <laughs> it's about honor. <laughs> Which by that point should be thoroughly malted. Die clean. Um, yeah. Great times. We did a good theater clip. Yeah. 
This was a theatri- very theatrical episode. I'm trying to think if there are any more fun stories. Make me feel so nostalgic. I'm going to try out for some <laughs> local theater before I go. Life used to be better. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of shows that we did together. We did Mikado. You didn't do Beauty and the Beast. We did The Foreigner. I didn't do Midsummer, And then that was it for high school. Mm-hmm. And then All Wilderness. That's the only shit we've been in? Mikado, Foreigner, and Wilderness? Maybe. And then I helped with all the filming of a bunch of nonsense and we did some skits and that stuff yeah but that's a different story (laughs) but that's for another day not this time and then we fade out to some sounds from the brooks oh damn it oh no there's a storm (laughs) here's rory to tell you about the coming storm (laughs) oh yeah great (laughs) Rory QAnon confirmed. Thanks for queuing me up. Oh, you see that one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is true. Daddy Trump's coming back. <laughs> it is true. Just wait for August. You cucks are going <laughs> to fucking pay, man. You'll see. I got my tiki torch ready and my oddly strange dark black shirt with a bandana that's got an eagle on it. You'll all see. And then he trips over a lawn chair and just farts. <laughs> Everyone just points and laughs. I got my Trump flag. He ripped his fucking pants, dude. I already took off the... The tag that said it was made in China. Confusing. Take his wallet. I got my hat, which I did the same thing to the tag with. Do you want to bully Trump guys, like the remaining Trump guys? Should we just team up and bully them? There's a surprising number of them still. Exactly. But yeah, I've been doing that. I do that in my political podcast all the time to people. But I mean like physically intimidate them. Oh, yeah, because I'm definitely physically intimidating. But you're tall and you're kind of wiry, so if you just like develop a twitch, oh, just you know like, what I mean? I need to put one of those knives in my pocket that has the little like tab thing that hangs on the outside the little clip correct so they can just sit there and they know it's there yep and they just see it you just pretend you're scratching your belly but you just tap on I the hill like that and i go i could be concealed carry anywhere on this here buddy you go ahead and see you think you can you think you can outdraw me <laughs> we draw a bunch of neck tattoos on you we give you a milky eye contact some Ooh. like fucked up meth teeth grills we I go really like, like that whole hog with it i really like that yeah can we can we start this soon 100 percent i'll when just it- get the tattoos let's just <laughs> They just need to be psychotic shit, like a baby and a teddy bear, like doing a murder suicide. And then above it says, "These colors don't run." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got a tramp stamp. It says, "Don't tread on me, Daddy." You just got a skeleton menstruating between your shoulder blades. Yep, that's good. There's a lot of possibility. Um, I've got a full neck tattoo that says, "Freedom." <laughs> what do you mean I didn't get the job at McDonald's? If it's missing an E. You guys, this is bullshit. And I mean, honestly, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. You can't. But I'm free to find a job somewhere else. That's a positive spin. See, there you go. Always keep faith alive. Um, you have, you're going to have to be shirtless. Because yeah. all, all outlaws are shirtless. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to really work on my tan then. Because I get like maybe a good 15, 20 minutes shirtless these days. Well, you can, you can just walk around with an umbrella when we're not doing the bit. Yeah, that's true. We're like, okay, here they are. And you just toss it. And you just run up and be like, ah, let me tell you about the shit I saw over in Cambodia. Two years ago, man. <laughs> yeah. The Golden Triangle's fucking wild, man. Actually sounds pretty good. Do you have a dollar? <laughs> and I don't know what my gig's going to be. That's how I'll make friends. What, trying to stab people for money? Yeah, well, the, trying to scare Trump people. Then they're like, hell yeah, brother, I've been there. And you're like, just eventually I stop knowing where I end and the character begins. Yeah. And, yeah. So are you trying to infiltrate the Trump people? I don't know. Do I work for the FBI? Is that like what's going on No, I'm talking about you and me taking some initiative. 
turning our lives around and doing something for someone other than ourselves. I don't know. That seems kind of lazy. I feel like it'd be easier to infiltrate the flat earthers. We already know one, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Mitch comes from a flat earth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we're out of gas. Yeah, that's fair. You know, sometimes it just happens. Yeah, it's okay. It's very hot in this room, let's be honest. Well, that's hot. I need to eat something, probably. This that, takes that me help. back to our closet days, which I know sounds sus to some of the new listeners, we, but it's exactly what you think it is. You go back to our closet days. We, we sure did try. We're like, we're going we're gonna to do great. People are going to love and respect us for this. <laughs> and we're definitely going to plug in the microphone, and it's going to sound great. Yeah. Oh, that was like the worst. Like, I was so upset with you. I was like, we've been recording these for several weeks with the wrong settings and that's why it sounded like shit i think it's nine episodes of the closet run and f- at least four of them i think yeah we're fucked up something like that great good stuff great stuff well it- obviously things got much better once we got back and started in with the intern and then everybody started to hear about breakfast created a monster and mitch never stopped <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what a, what a fun trip down memory lane this has been. And yeah. also a great trip to Brookstone. To Brookstone, where you can buy a wonderful noise machine that isn't as good as you'd think it would be. It's a body pillow that is shaped like Doja Cat and vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brookstone. <laughs> I got, I, this is like the last thing I got, I guess, would be. What do you think would be the weirdest thing Brookstone would sell? I mean, I guess those, like, all the vibrators, where they're just like, it's for your back. Wink. <laughs> hmm. Really? It looks like it's fitted for my penis. Well, the portion that looks like a rabbit stimulates your asshole while you <laughs> use it. It just happens to be that way. <laughs> um, excuse me. The rabbit stimulates the clitoris. I need to make that clear that I know how the rabbit works. I just feel like Brookstone took over half of what Radio Shack used to do. Like, wow, where else am I going to get a fucking metal detector now? Yeah, it's like Radio Shack, but make it fashion. Amazon, I guess, but I can't put my hands on it first. Yeah, you really want to, like, if I went into a store, I want to be able to hold this thing and make yeah. sure that it's right. See, that's the thing that we've lost with, like, ordering shit online. Brick and mortar. Yeah, well, just being able to touch things before you buy them, being like, oh, look, here's the floor model. Let's all get a little bit of germs. <laughs> that's why COVID happened, people, because we were weak. We've weakened ourselves. And in the process, we've made Jeff Bezos rich. First of all, COVID wasn't even real. So, I mean, you guys all freaked out for nothing. <laughs> And YouTube kicks Canceled off. immediately. I don't know. YouTube, we don't take anything in its context. Context? Never heard of it. YouTube. Bing. It's like, what? You wanted to watch that one video? White supremacy recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That's, that's what I'm I curious about. I never watch about. another Jordan Peterson debate ever again. You know. You gotta clean uh, your room. Well, actually, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a lobster or <laughs> yeah. a dragon. Where are you going with this, Jordan? Uh, they're real is what I'm saying. Stick with me for 40 minutes. <laughs> Don't tell me they're not. I love Dennis Prager. Yeah, like, you worry me, man. Oh, God fucking Prager, you. Anyways. Yeah, big Corolla thing. Thanks, Mitch. <sighs> fucking Prager. <laughs> Fuck Prager, you. Um, where was I going with this? Educating stupid people into being more stupid since whenever Prager you started. Confirmation bias, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's true. <sighs> that one's real. This, this one's true. I was bringing up something. What the hell was it? Something about Brookstone, I hope. I don't think it was. Brookstone, give us money. I think I moved on. Yeah, give us some fucking money. to ha- Hamaker Schlemmer, what are you guys doing? Do you still sell 
what I would assume are hammocks and sleds. It's what your name sounds like. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Right? That or like hammock or schlemmer is like a sex move, and you don't want to know what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's why it was invented by the Germans. Yeah. Because like they were on a different level of fucking. We've been fucking since before America was a sing. And you're like, that's true. So what is hammock or schlemmer? <laughs> there are mechanics and hydraulics involved. Yes, it would take too long unless you want to sit down. Wow. It's just like one of those things you see. It's like a clock, and you sit on the little arm, and it spins you around, but half the time they malfunction, and the person just like falls. You're buckled in, so you're not going to fall, but you feel like you're going to fall. You drop yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. terribly safe. So just imagine like a sex swing version of that, and you're not sutured yeah. in. It's like and that, if you but with fall, dildos. it's into dildos. Yeah. Yep. It's like that, but with dildos. Yep. And you've got your ankles behind your head. Really? I just want to know who would be down for that. <laughs> Really, write us at skimbolounge at gmail.com. Are you bold enough to try the Hamaka Schlemmer? We're going to get a bunch of throwaway, like, random emails that are just like, me, totally would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, that's cool. Our audience are a bunch of freaks. And that's cool. We 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 do. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> what? Th- How did that remind you? Uh, it reminded me because, the sorry, I just have to say it, some of the biggest, like, pervs on the internet yeah. are those Indian guys that fucking message women are like show me your bobs <laughs> i want to see puss i just got to tell you though incredible phrase though show me your bobs show me your bobs is uh, my favorite every now and then i'll be playing counter strike and somebody will say something else show me your bobs come on just just for a second your bobs just a little puss they're like what does that what does that even mean your bobs just show, show me, me your, your bobs, bobs. you are a beautiful lady like <laughs> these guys are does that work I don't think so. I bet you they see a lot more dude ass than they do anything else. I think the only people they're going to have any success with is Brazilian women who are notoriously aggressive. They will walk up to men, married men, who are dining in a restaurant with their wives. And right in front of this this wife, she will just walk up and hand her underwear with her number written on it to the dude. Wow. Brazilian women don't fuck around. I'm moving to Brazil. I get <laughs> shot immediately. Yeah. You're just, uh, they build a favela over your grave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Immediately flagged as a tourist, went to the wrong hotel, exited on the wrong street, dead. Coincidentally, India and Brazil are the two people that have listened to one of our inexplicably most listened to episodes, noted fascist Donald Which Duck. Which is a weird thing that worries me that, that the title is obviously what did it for some reason. We're in some crazy algorithm on YouTube. That is linking people to noted fascist Donald Duck. Because it's got Donald and fascist in it. Yeah, probably. So That probably is what's doing it. But it's got like thousands of listens. I mean, they're all very like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. This oh. is no one showing their bobs. And then they, <laughs> they got out of there. I, I, why does Duck not show his puss? Um, I, I'm trying to do Russian so I don't do an offensive Indian it's accent. It's too late. <laughs> They just know that I'm doing an Indian guy without doing an Indian guy. Yeah. But like I, the, the likes to dislikes are totally equal. It's like 11 to 11. This video grows every day. Is it we, more? We watched it roll over from 3,928 to over 4,000. Yeah. In a day. Yeah, pretty quick. In a day. Which is weird. But this has not translated to any success for the show. No. It's funny because I was waiting for it to spill over into like other listens somewhere else, maybe. Yeah, no. Like, didn't it end up with us getting more subscribers, though, or something? We we did. We gained 10 subscribers in the time that this picked up steam, this Probably video. Probably bots. Who are they? Yeah. Probably bots. Guys that are like, the bobs are coming. Yeah, listen. Uh, someday they'll <laughs> show their bobs. Yeah. Or maybe like with titles like that, maybe eventually they'll talk about the things I want to hear. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry to disappoint, but pretty much that's all we do around here is disappoint. Disappoint people, And it's yeah. on purpose. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's, it's sort of my thing now. It's my world. I live in it. That is the Skimbo Lounge. Yeah. So it has always been. And we if you're just joining us now, show us your bobs. Show <laughs> us your bobs. We're not asking a lot. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. We don't ask for money. You guys aren't paying for this. Yeah. The least you can do is... Show us your bobs. At skimbolounge at gmail.com. So go ahead and tweet <laughs> your bobs. That's uh, so many balls. Just so many balls and so many assholes. Mm -hmm. Dog assholes. Very close shots. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm Th sending this one off to the doctors. That one, that's a, that looks like a cyst. That collie has an anal fissure. That, that mole is raised and irregularly shaped. Do you have anything you want to plug? No, not, not this week. <laughs> not this week. <laughs> We made it up. Maybe next time. So until next time, thank you. Go fuck yourselves and goodbye. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>